Sometimes you have to trust in advance what will only make sense in reverse. Marketing, sales, mindset, discipline, perseverance, fulfillment, investing, experiencing, learning, and yes, failing. All of these are the ingredients for success. Mix them as you wish. There is no recipe. There is no magic pill. There is only passion. And by mixing all of these and learning from this podcast, you will have the tools to become successful and to be free. This is Osvaldo at Oswapreneur, and I want to help you grow your business and be driven to work every single day because then, and only then, you will find true happiness and you will help others in need too. So stay attentive and listen closely because today, your life might be about to change. See you inside. Hey guys, what is up? Welcome to this new episode. Uh, I am Oswaldo Gutierrez at Oswapreneur on social media. And welcome. As promised, this episode will be uh, about my my life, my, my journey, so that you can get to know me a little bit more. Uh, you get to know uh, the projects I've been working on, what I'm doing right now, and what has happened in my life that has brought me to be here with you today. So at the end of the day, it all it all goes together, whether we see it or not. And that's what the, that's what I love that quote that I heard in Jay, Jeremy McGillivray's podcast. It's called J Money Marketing Podcast. I really recommend it to you. And he said that quote from someone else, but I heard it from him. So let's go back to that quote before getting into more of who I am and and what I mean with that quote in this episode is, let's go back to it. You sometimes, oh well, in my point of view, most of the time or every single day, you have to trust in advance what will only make sense in reverse. You have to trust in the moment. You have to trust in what you're doing and what the activity that you're doing, even if it's something that's getting momentum, something that's going on really good, or maybe there's you're, you're right now on a pothole, you're right, maybe right now you're not on the best uh, time in your life, you're facing trouble, maybe some health issues, maybe, um, I don't know, it could be even bankruptcy. I, I don't know, each of us ha- are living our own life, our own situations. I don't know where you're at, but uh, what I know is that every single day you have to trust in advance that maybe you do not understand what what's happening right now to you, but believe me, it will all make sense in reverse when when you when the future comes and you look back and you like you you're like even though this was not a really happy time for me, uh, it did this and this and this, and this is something that I have always lived by and and gone through. I one of the phrases that I love the most out of every single quote, out of every single uh, word spoken by a person are those from Tony Robbins that let us think that things don't happen to us, but they happen for us. There is a meaning behind every single thing that we're doing. And that's why I mentioned this quote right now, because I'm going to be talking uh, to you about my life about my previous successes, about my previous uh, uh, journals, paths, passions, failures, um, some sad things along the way that has happened. But everything I have trust in God and in life that it was for my bigger future, 
and that it everything's just puzzles down together and and finds your your best self and uh, i mean i love this quote and i hope you love this too and i hope you comment down below if you already were thinking about uh your life and the moments you're you're going through on that that way of thinking or if you were thinking that life was just happening to you and what are you gonna do what type of action will you start taking today uh now that you know that it's happening for you that everything has a reason to be and that it's it's all gonna work out at the end so now let's jump into my life i'm gonna go really deep i'm gonna be real and raw with you guys i'm gonna be uh hiding anything i want to be only and only my true self with you i care about you and i want to befriend you and i want to be your coach and your mentor so i know that in order to complete this you gotta trust me and i gotta be completely 100 open with you and that's the whole point of today's podcast uh so bear with me uh there's gonna be some uh really cool things that has well for me really cool things that have happened across my life and I hope you enjoy what we're gonna talk about today. So, let me adjust the lighting for those of you who are in video. Awesome. Yeah, sorry, sorry for the haircut. Sorry for the hairstyle, I need a haircut too, I know that. Uh, but awesome. Um, well, so remember my name, I am Oswaldo Gutierrez. Uh, I, I was born here in Mexico, uh, in a town called, named, in a city named Toluca, uh, like about 45 minutes from Mexico City. It's not quite where I live right now, but it's really close. Uh, yeah, I was born here in Toluca on June 8th of the year 2000. So today is Tuesday, and this Tuesday, the 4th of June, this next Saturday, the 8th, it's gonna be my birthday, my 19th birthday. Yes, I am 18 years old, an 18 year old entrepreneur. And well, <laughs> That's where it all started, obviously. Um, I, I have, uh, well, I have two siblings. And what I love about my life is that since the beginning of it, I started to be fearless and I consider my, myself fearless. I obviously am afraid all the time, but still I am fearless. I mean, since I was three years old, I started to, to do horseback riding, horse riding. Uh, on a traditional way that is called charreria here in Mexico uh, and I just saw me like really tiny little thing and I wasn't afraid of being uh, on a really big horse that was 10 times my size my height and that could just I don't know step over me and kill me but I was fearless since I was three years old and up until I was about eight eight uh, eight to nine years old I still uh, well, I, I, I fell in love with horses, I, would fell, I fell in love with the art and the sport because it's both things at the same time for me. Uh, and yeah, <laughs> uh, that's where my journey started. Uh, I loved, I've, I've always been a, a, a sports lover, I've, I am really competitive. And well, once I was six years old, I entered, I entered a primary school, elementary school. And uh, my mother wanted me to be part of the choir. As you may already guess from my, the, the sound of my voice, I am not a good singer, <laughs> not at all. So I was literally the guy, the little kid in the back of the choir, just uh, ringing, ringing some bells. Because my voice just didn't work out. I wasn't just like a, a chicken 
with, his, with, with the head cut off. I just couldn't sing at all. So uh, yeah, my mom wanted me to do that, but after the first semester went by, I just couldn't handle it anymore. And my teacher, my music teacher, uh, Laura, Laura, who I'm really grateful for, uh, told my mom that I should better try out violin. And I was like, oh, that, that's interesting. And so on, on January 2007, my journey on the violin starts, my passion, right now it's still my passion. I started to play the violin at age six, yet, and my, my, fellow, my fellow classmates had already six months playing violin because they had experience while I was singing in choir. Uh, for those of you can, can, who can't see me, I am coding my hands. So singing in choir <laughs> and uh, not two months went, went by and I already uh, was, I was already at their level, at their expertise and then I started to go higher and higher and higher. Out of all of them that started playing violin with me, I am the only one who still at, the, at today uh, keeps playing violin and I think that's pretty, pretty cool. It's my passion, I, I completely love it. Uh, yeah, I love music, I love art, I love violin. Uh, yes, I do like classical music, I do love classical music, but I also play rock, uh, pop, uh, even metal, even even electric music, like anything you can imagine of, I do, I do play that. So that's when my passion started to come off, and I have this really, really amazing story from when I was about eight years old, and bear with me because this story is also applied to your lives right now. Uh, my my teacher back when I was since I was six years old used to tell us always that we there was this song called the Canon from Johann Pachelbel. Uh, you might know it. That is really beautiful song, but he used to say that it would be really hard and he, that we would have to be at least 15 years old to start playing it. And guess what? There was one night when I was eight years old that I just couldn't handle anymore. I said, well, F it. Uh, I went to the, my dad's computer, I printed some free scores from, from Google, and I carried my piano, a piano, an electric piano, piano we had, uh, so that I could use it as a stand for the, for the scores. I printed the scores, and just sitting from 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. on my bedroom, uh, on, on pajamas, and I was just there singing by myself and I started to learn how to play the canon by myself at eight years old or seven, seven, eight years old, almost seven, almost eight years old. And, and yeah, that's one of my very first accomplishments. And that's one of the parts what I, what I started to realize that there was actually not, not, no one could tell me what to do or what I could do or what I wasn't able to do. It all depended upon me. Uh, and I'm sure that you relate to this. Uh, there's just nothing you can do. It only, it only requires, uh, like we mentioned on the previous episode, a decision to take a chance, and then your life simply changes, and all your perspective and all your mindset simply changes, and it's amazing. So that that happens afterwards on the same journey in the violin. Uh, I want to be part of a talent show, Coca-Cola talent show in my hometown, and. Guess what? It was me, eight-year-old me, playing the canon by Pavel against 17, 18, 20 years old, 20 years old uh, dudes uh, doing rock bands. And these really, I remember a guy who did this amazing uh, solo drum, drums solo. 
and I was there with with my violin and, and, and my bow and my my scores playing the cannon and it was a really long talent show I was like the 17th uh, out of 90 uh, participants it it lasted more than four or five hours I maybe even longer and my dad and my mom my, my mom had to leave my violin teacher had to leave and my, my dad was just really tired and he told me okay let's go he calls me bando like Osvaldo Bando so Bando let's go uh, it's okay you did it you did a really good effort this will take so long uh, no worry about it maybe we'll listen who won and I was persistent and resilient and perseverant and I was like nope I am not moving my butt out of this chair because I need to stay until the last moment to receive my award because I'm gonna be winning the first prize and my dad was like, come on, I know you're excited, I know you trust yourself, but let's go, let's go. And I was like, no, there's no way I'm going to win the prize. And at the end of the day, guess what? Yes, the little eight-year-old kid with his violin and a really ugly haircut, like this one for you, for those of you who can see me, won first, pl- first prize uh, for that talent show. Not because I had the brightest song or not because I was the most uh, talented prodigy in there, but because I had the courage uh, to step onto a stage in front of tens of people uh, for the first time uh, by myself and compete against uh, 17, 18 years old people. So that's why I won, and, 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 and I remember this bold guy with the microphone stating these words, and and I knew again, I, I knew and it, it just confirmed myself that I had to be persevering my whole life because there was just nothing that I could not accomplish. Like, I mean, I just, I, I, I was trusting in advance, sitting in that chair, looking at this amazing guitar and, and, bat, and drum solos, and I was just trusting in advance that it would all work out and I was confident on myself. <laughs> so... And yeah, as you can see today, and I saw it like two or three or four hours later, and today I can see like even a wider picture and a bigger picture of how it has impacted my life. But I saw, uh, I, I still trusted in my, myself and my skills and my, my courage and my heart that it will all work out. So <laughs> yes, that, that's an amazing uh, story of me. I hope you can relate to that in some part. I know you're not 88-year-olds anymore. But I, I hope that you can relate uh, to that and learn something from that. So that's on the side of the violin. Right now, uh, I started to play, that was about eight years old. Uh, then I started to play on 2009 soccer because I got excited for the 2010 South Africa, South Africa World Cup. So I started to play soccer with my, uh, with my neighbors, with a friend of mine called Paco, who you will listen more about him later today. And... I entered into a soccer team. It was really, really, really uh, ugly field soccer. Like, I mean, you could literally fall because of of the rocks and the the dirt. There was, I, I think, I don't think there was one single grass in all that field. But it was fun. But I wanted and I desired so deeply to be a goalkeeper. And the coach, whose name is is Juan. I remember of him with a lot of uh, warmth in my heart. Uh, he he made me uh, learn a lot of things about myself and about my perseverance. But he just wouldn't let me be a goalkeeper. 
he put me on the defense and I have never been good with a foot with my feet so I just hated it and every single training I wanted okay can I put my gloves on can I put my gloves on can I put my gloves on all through four months of, of training in, in that team called Monaco can I put my gloves on no and that was just simple no and every time that that he wasn't there and I just uh, played as a goalkeeper in the trainings I just uh, burned my hands and and got all these bruises out of the rocks for uh, for flying to get the ball and to do my best work because I was passionate about the being a goalkeeper. Uh, four months go by and I just leave that team and I go to a place where I can get a personal goalkeeper training uh, called Ismael and and this guy just trained me and 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 even though I was not even ten years old, I think I was I think I was ten years old uh, by th- by that time. Uh, I I just couldn't handle it. I will I will post a picture of me uh, training back then, <laughs> and you can see all the dirt in my in my pants, in my shirt, uh, my face that I could just just couldn't handle it anymore. It was so 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 hard. For those of you who like soccer, uh, most most people think that being a goalie it's easier than being a player. But believe me, it's way 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 tougher than you that you think. And well it started to drive my passion for soccer. Six months afterwards of being a goalie, not even six months, like three months afterwards, this friend of mine, this neighbor of mine, Paco, uh, I go to his house to play a couple, I mean, soccer, and he tells me that my hometown uh, team uh, was making tryouts to be part of the professional uh, under league uh, team of them. Um, And I was like, whoa, let's go. And I went with him, he convinced me. And and he was a really good soccer player. He was, um, uh, I don't know what, what position he played, but he was really passionate too. Really, lots of courage. He, he used to get pissed in every single game. And, and well, um, uh, we went to the tryouts. And since the first day, I was, comp- I was like uh, really small for being a goalkeeper and I was competing against really, really tall dudes because you're supposed, supposedly, you have to be told to be a good goalkeeper according to them. I do not believe that. But I made my best effort and I passed the first tryouts. Then I go to the second, I go to the, uh, I go into the next phase and to the next and to the next until the fourth tryouts come when it's the final, final day when they are gonna tell us whether we stay in the team or thanks for coming in, keep trying next year. And it was amazing because I just couldn't believe that I was elected. I was elected to be a goalkeeper of my hometown's professional under league team of my 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 my, my age, U10. So uh, it was really cool. Uh, I would never believe it. Most of the, them uh, were playing since they were like three or four years old, and I had just been a goalkeeper for about three months. Uh, so that was amazing. It wasn't that cool because I wanted to celebrate, but Paco was not elected. And I had to keep that resistance, uh, resistance uh, and, and be empathic to him. But well, he, he, later on he, he entered Toluca too and it was really nice having him too. Uh, he went on for more time than I did actually on soccer. But uh, yeah, that was a really cool experience. Like coming out of my comfort zone, not letting anybody tell me what to do or what not to do uh, again. <laughs> Uh, not not making uh, I, I just I, I'm not good with authority and even though he was my coach I used to uh, nevertheless put my gloves on and stand in the goalie until I could get a chance 
So, <laughs> yeah, that, that was a really amazing experience too, starting to go into Toluca, uh, that's the name of the team. And it show, what, what soccer showed me was how to be a teammate, how to be a leader, because as a goalkeeper, even if I, I, if I, even if I was not the captain, I was a captain because I, I saw everyone. And if you ever got to see me or, or you get to see me playing soccer, you see me getting all of my passion in screaming to the people, screaming to my players, telling them what to do, telling them where to move, telling them who to pass the ball, turning to shoot. It's really an, an amazing experience, and uh, if, if you are a sports, uh, sports advocate like me, then you will get my point, but it was really amazing. All the perseverance that I got, I used to train being 11 years old, 12 years old, 13 years old, and 14 years old. I trained uh, three hours plus every single day for, for more than five, six years in that team. I played in two teams at the same time because I wanted to go into a higher level, uh, I did everything I could. Sometimes I would, I, I, I didn't, I didn't even eat before the trainings because I didn't have time between school and soccer, and violin because I kept playing violin uh, on on the mid time. And like, for example, um, yes, uh, I really like this thing that that Tim Grover, uh, Michael Jordan's personal coach, uh, says, and I and I feel really uh, related to this that. Once you see, for example, Tom Brady, Michael Jordan, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, Messi, Messi uh, you can see a pattern that every single great sports player has a skill, has this, has leadership, blah, blah, blah. But they have this ability to, for, 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 uh, to see in the future and predict what the play will be like, where the ball will go, whose, the, whose pass will be received, uh, what's the best opportunity, when to scream, when not to, uh, how to move. So it's this about being two steps ahead because you get to know the game so well and you get to be so strategic in your mind about the game that you get to see every single part of it. You get to, you get, you get to predict and I feel really about this because that, that was one of my my skills that I got with time, experience, and also I think it's also uh, a God-given uh, gift that I, that I have. Also, I apply this for business, for sports, for violin, uh, for relationships, anything I do, I apply it. Uh, but yeah, I, I had this ability that I, that, that I resemble uh, so much with, with the great names in, in sports history. Uh, and that showed me that it wasn't the skill that it was not always the skill, but it, because it, the skill does matter. Uh, it was the training, it was the hard work, but it was, number one thing was the mindset, was the mental capabilities that you had, that you imposed yourself, that you trained yourself. And it's all in here. Maybe, I mean, I played tons and tons of games with a wrist partially broken, with my ankle hurt, uh, like normal person would uh, step out of the of, of the game and ask for someone to replace them in that moment, but that that's on your body, on your mindset, on here and on, on on your heart. It's where the true strength comes from within, and and that's why when I start to train myself, to train myself mentally, and to train myself uh, to be this amazing person. Uh, to be this amazing uh, person inside of me, not so much on the outside, because I was really good goalkeeper. I'm still a really good goalkeeper, 
but I was trained in the inside. I was training here, not so much in here. Like, if you if, if you have only one of those, it doesn't really make sense, and it, you don't really get to 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 use its full power. But if you have if you start training and you have both of them, the skills and the mindset, you get to make make really good chemistry, and you you really become. Uh, an expert on what you do, you really differentiate yourself from anybody else, and you become, uh, uh, for for myself, uh, one of the top goalies in my team and my age. Uh, so, long story short, then uh, time goes by. I will leave violin and soccer up, up until that moment. I am 10 years old at this at this point in time. Uh, now uh, I I kept playing that same team. Until I was about uh, 14 years old, 14, 15, 15 years old, 15, 15 years old, and once I was uh, 14 years old, a little bit back, uh, I went on a trip, my first uh, international uh, trip to Europe uh, by myself with this with my school. So uh, this is uh, it's called BEO British English Olympics. And I went on to compete with my school. We had different uh, types of, 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 I don't know how to call them, um, um, competitions such as keynotes, debates, uh, um, customs, whatever. Uh, but that's not important. What was important that I, that was the first time ever that I got to be free, uh, as in to show who I really am to get to meet people out of my common circle and to truly show some parts of me that I that I wasn't even aware of that I was truly um, I have never been um, an introvert but I'm kind of in the middle you know so it's really hard for me to express who I really am or it was at least right now I'm trying to to let it out uh, as much as possible with you guys to all my passion to to be so over the top with who I really am. So that was the first time I got to meet who who I was inside, out of soccer, out of anything, out of the passion. Like like my my skills, my mindset, my my intuitiveness. Like I got to know me, uh, and that was really cool. In, on that trip, uh, getting to know more people, talking to more accents, uh, getting to know cultures, that really opened my eyes onto the possibilities around the world that not everything was like so bad as it is in Mexico and that not everything was so bad as it is at home but that there is more opportunity that there is even more than I had my eyes open to and one amazing thing that I'm telling this story for is that uh, as I told you I kept playing violin I keep playing violin today and on that trip there was another talent show but this talent show was not like Coca-Cola. This was not in front of tens, maybe maybe 100 people. That that talent show. Uh, this talent show was against 100 170 different schools from around the world, from around uh, at least uh, I think 30 different countries. 170 schools who had many different talents, many different uh, gifts, and we were all competing for for one single place. And uh, I went on to the tryouts. I play really good, not so good, but I play good. And I pass on to the final round, which is, it was just two semifinals and finals. And on that semi, on, on that final round, ten minutes, ten, ten minutes before I need to go into stage, uh, all my cords broke. 
So I was like crazy on the backyard of the of the uh, auditorium, uh, which used to be which used to be this really cool um, uh, church in in England, and I, I was fixing my violin ten minutes before. Uh, I, I I have never felt um, nervousness. I, I have never felt like that itchy itch pain of 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 being in, in a compromised situation. But I was just not in my comfort zone, and I, I I didn't know what I would expect. But since I was eight years old, and I kept doing that that day, I just I was hundred percent confident. I was I had absolutely no doubt. I mean zero doubt that this would be one of the best days of my life, and that not matter the result, which I already knew that I would win even before I got to play. I knew that I would play with all my heart, and that. It, my hands would not be be moving the notes, but my heart would. So I had the courage. I even stepped up and and, low, and raised my hand to be the first one uh, to participate in that. And it was not a hundred people. It was in a single uh, church. It was more than twenty five hundred people. More than two thousand five hundred people uh, from my age, from different countries. My friends, people who I don't know. Imagine that, like. I myself, in front of those people, I felt the exam- exact same way I felt uh, when I was uh, really little and in front of 200 people in the Coca-Cola uh, talent show. And I played, I played Pirates of the Caribbean by David Garrett, and it was an amazing experience. Uh, I I gave it all I had, I gave my heart into it, uh, and like everyone was crazy. I still have that video up on my Facebook account, <laughs> and it was it was amazing. And why it was so amazing was because I knew in that moment that failure was not an option ever, and that success for me sometimes was like like mid level, like I don't know, like being like my parents having uh, money, nine to five jobs. Uh, I don't know, I I knew, I just knew in that moment, in front of more than 20 different countries, in front of more than 2,000 people, that I can do anything on on scale, I mean, meaning that I could conquer the world, that there was absolutely no barriers, no frontiers, no no countries, no laws, no nothing that could stop me from making my dreams come true. Now, I'm not talking only about my goals, but my dreams. My crazy ass dreams of of being this amazing person. Like, since I was about five years old, or and and so on, my mom used to ask me, "What car do you want to be your first car?" And I always said, uh, "BMW, Porsche." And she told me, "And how are you gonna accomplish that?" I don't know what I will. So, <laughs> I, I I always love this metaphor of jumping out of the plane and building your, the wings. Uh, on your way down and that's exactly why what I used to do and th- yeah that was amazing the getting to know myself and at the same time having one of the best moments of my entire life uh, playing with all my heart being recognized because it's also it has nothing wrong uh, feeling good about being recognized by by other people I I, I wasn't uh, it wasn't normal for me to be recognized by people for my for my 
like in, in scale, right? Like, I mean, my mom, my dad, my family used to recognize me, but it, you know, it's not the same than, than having uh, a lineup of more than 30 different girls from around the world, pretty girls around the world, taking pictures of you and wanting to take pictures with you and screaming. That, that's really cool and that's a really cool feeling. It has nothing bad um, to feel that way. And <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that's, that's about England. Uh, about my trip over there and now let's go even forward now it's 2016 and one of my dreams was to study abroad in Canada in, in, in Vancouver and so I told this idea to my dad that I want to study high school all high school because remember there's my passion for violin there's my passion for soccer my dreams to become a soccer professional soccer goalkeeper player to play in the World Cup and everything that's my that's my true uh, dream and I'm working hard for it and I knew that here in Mexico it would be really tough because the situation it's really it's it's hard it's not the competitiveness but it's the the it, it's just not fit uh, and not easy to, to be you need money you need uh, relationships you need uh, it's it's not nice so I knew that if I wanted to keep uh, playing soccer and go to chase my dream and if I wanted to play professional violin too because I also wanted to, to keep, keep, keep developing my skills in violin I had to go abroad so that's what I did I, I made all my paperwork I investigated all my own I made my research I everything to be uh, capable of going to, to live to Vancouver Canada um, Burnaby Central Secondary School on starting August 2016, two, two years, uh, three years ago almost, already, wow, three years ago, damn, time flies by, uh, but okay, <laughs> it's the story about that, um, I go, I I get to meet on the first, on one of the first days in Vancouver, I get to meet who the person who would be, and still is right now, the love of my life, my girlfriend, Ana Cecilia, whom you will be hearing a lot, about on this podcast episodes and uh, I get to meet her she's also from Mexico but we met there in Canada and there happened two, two, really, two, two little issues happened when I was there first of all the school I chose they promised and they sold to, to me that they had both a really really professional uh, amateur soccer uh, program for me to start developing my, my skills and become a professional and that they had a really nice, uh, really recognized uh, orchestra in the school. So it was my dream come true. I have both uh, the dream seat things, uh, school and, and violin and soccer. But guess what? Uh, it was not an orchestra. It was a marching band. And for those of you who don't know what a marching band is and the difference between an orchestra and a marching band, an orchestra plays classical music. A uh, marching band is trumpets and trombones. Uh, like those who which you can see on football games in in America, so yeah, uh, nothing to a violinist can do nothing in there, but just watch. It's not my not my favorite thing in the world, and I was really sad about it, but I just didn't close my arms in there. I decided to Google for the best uh, top top five amateur. Uh, symphonic orchestras in the area of where I lived and I emailed each of them asking for a tryout sending uh, sending my my portfolio uh, what I'm passionate about uh, where I am, where I come from and everything 
And out of those five, three answered to me the next day uh, telling me when to go to meet them because they were interested in me. And I went to the highest one, highest level. I was like, man, this is, there's absolute no way I'm gonna get in this, but I'm gonna still go and still gonna try. And I'm just gonna trust that this process is gonna work out in the future. So I practiced my butt off during one whole week, uh, practicing a really hard song. And I come into the, into the audition, into the tryout, and guess what? I, th this song was about six minutes long. I couldn't play more than 16 seconds. Uh, the, the orchestra master was just like, okay, that's enough for me. And he was like, shit, what, what's going on? Okay, so I really like that. Can you stay to play with us today? And so on that moment, you could not imagine my happiness because I was not only in Canada to play in an orchestra in my school, but I was about to enter one of my passions in a symphonic orchestra on, on, on Vancouver. So I, I just couldn't believe myself. Uh, and that accomplishment is big, big, really big thing for me. Out of there, I learned how to be more passionate about music. I learned how to be more passionate about in what I do. Uh, my homestay family didn't let me play much violin. I, I didn't feel comfortable because I, I didn't want to make noise with them and they wouldn't let me either. So I just didn't practice, but still I went and I played my heart off. I, I became one of the top uh, positions in, in the orchestra. It's called Lions Gate Youth Orchestra from North Vancouver. For those of you who are familiar with, with the area and maybe you can go uh, watch them. The orchestra master is Clyde Mitchell. Amazing, amazing music man and especially amazing, amazing, amazing human being. I, I love him, I love him. And I learned so many things from him, but anyhow, uh, got, got getting back in track. Uh, so I, I entered to this orchestra and guess what? The Professional Soccer Academy that these people sold to me was like a children's play for me. It was not, not professional, it was not even amateur. It was like just go and spend some time of classes uh, on a soccer field. Uh, you can imagine my, my I, I felt sick to the stomach for being in there. So I just couldn't handle it anymore. And I played on my normal school's team, not on the academy, on the team for about two weeks. Uh, and one of the elder guys uh, who were already a senior saw that I had skill and told me, man, so my uncle is uh, uh, U21, uh, second, second to pro uh, coach here in Vancouver, here in Burnaby, this, the, the city I used to live in. Uh, why don't you give him a call and go to try out? They, they're looking for a goalie like you. So I did it, I went into there, and long story short, I also became part of the U21 Warriors FC team, which is second to professional already. Like I was already about to accomplish my dream of becoming a professional soccer athlete and goalkeeper, which was amazing. So once, yes, I got really, really angry that it wasn't what I expected when I arrived to my school but I trusted in advance that it would always work out and it, that there was a reason for that to, to happen to me uh, and that it would all make, make sense eventually. And, and as you can see, it, it did make sense. Maybe like in that moment, I, once I entered the orchestra, once I entered the, the soccer team, I could see that it made sense, but now I can see how impactfully it has been on my life ever since. So believe me, this, this is amazing. And 
uh, long story short, I I my my I had already my my whole life planned out. I would stay to live in Vancouver the rest of my life. I would become a pro uh, soccer player in there. I already have a couple offers to stay for the for the um, Whitecaps uh, Whitecaps team there, which is the professional team. But then on November 2016, I'm playing violin. I'm running my passion. I am playing soccer on the top level. I am becoming really successful in, in what my dreams were. November 2016, I get a phone call from my mother uh, and she let me know that three months before, like this, this already happened three months before I get to know, my parents got a divorce. So that really hit me. And on that same call, when I get to know that my parents got a divorce, I she tells me there's not gonna be enough money for you to stay in Vancouver. Uh, I need you to turn down the offer from the, the soccer team, from the professional soccer team, and I need you to come back to Mexico this year. So it's not gonna be all high school, it's just gonna be uh, up until next August 2017. In that moment, my life breaks down. I already had a pill. A plan, a path, a step-by-step guide of what my life would look like, and as of that moment, I I felt lost, and I I I just couldn't, uh, I I didn't know what to do next, and as as someone who already knows uh, what to do next, like in that moment, I just felt completely empty and whole, and I just didn't know what to do. Uh, so out of there, the only reason why I I didn't had a mental breakdown was that I had Cecilia with me to 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 hold my hand and 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 keep me keep me accountable to my to my strengths and to my perseverance and to my to my heart, to my courage, to my soul, to who I am. If it wasn't for her, uh, I don't know what would be of me right now because I really had so so much. Uh, it, it affected me at that uh, at a point. In which I had this uh, thing, uh, it's called, it's like a sickness, it's like a, I don't know how to call it, but the thing is, my mind felt really bad, psychologically, so it sent signals to my body that it was wrong, that it was not healthy, even though no scan ever or no doctor ever knew anything because there was no actually nothing, but I just stopped being able to feel my legs, and I just, uh, I was uh, practically, I, I couldn't walk uh, anymore uh, as a normal person would like you could touch my my skin and I, I barely felt and I, I could walk but you would see me falling all the time I started getting uh, getting anxiety attacks panic attacks like really really deep since this moment that I start to lose um, the, the strength in my legs and that I, I I can barely walk I have to leave my soccer team I have to leave the Warriors FC U21 it was Difficult for me. There was just there. I, I I kept playing violin, but some there was even a day that I couldn't enter to rehearsal because I just had this uh, terrific, uh, horrific uh, uh, anxiety attack. Um, it all came down to a moment where I was like literally out of uh, an acupuncture sex, uh, session that I thought was gonna be helpful, but my body uh, uh, after I went out, I crossed the street. I went onto McDonald's because I started feeling kind of dizzy. Uh, I went into the bathroom, I couldn't see myself well, I, the mirror was all blurry and I just fell down onto a chair in the McDonald's in, in Vancouver's downtown and I was unable to move anymore. 
from that moment. Uh, I just couldn't feel my legs. I just couldn't move my fingers, my mouth. I, I, at the same time, I had an, an anxiety attack, so I was crying my eyes out, and I just couldn't move. I, I managed, after a couple of minutes, to, to move my fingers to my phone, and I managed to call uh, uh, my mother first to ask for, for what to do because she's a doctor, and she couldn't, she couldn't help. Like, what do you do in that position? And then she told me to call an ambulance. Uh, I called Cecilia, and she, brought, uh, she, she, she contacted uh, a couple of friends who, who were able to come in to rescue me and to take me to the emergency room. Um, yeah, that was pretty tough. In that moment, I, I completely thought that I would never be able to walk again. So, yeah, that, that was tough, but it's, as I told you, it's all part of the journey. And I knew that it, it had a reason to be, and, and that it will all make sense eventually, even if I didn't want it to do make any sense, even if I just didn't want to think about anything in that moment. But thanks to, thanks to, thanks to God, uh, I got better. Uh, I could walk uh, a couple hours after that. I could start walking. I started to feel normal again. Uh, yeah, that, uh, that, went, that went on and on and on and on and on until I came back to Mexico. I kept playing music. I loved playing music in there. It's one of the things that I miss the most about being in Vancouver. Uh, yeah, that, that kept happening, but I was quite like normal being, but with this deficiency. And then in Vancouver, my entrepreneurial journey be- began on March 2017 because I always had this dream, this crazy dream of going on a helicopter uh, over the city of Vancouver, just sightseeing. Uh, but now I had a girlfriend, as you already heard, and now the dream was to bring her and me on a helicopter ride. Uh, so I wanted to make this trip with her. Uh, I just didn't have any money, as my as you heard, my mom said, like I barely had money to to eat and survive in Vancouver, um, like hundred dollars a month, so so, so that's barely nothing. And how would an a sixteen, seventeen year, sixteen year old uh, take his girlfriend on a helicopter ride? Obviously, I couldn't work. I couldn't go into a Starbucks or something as as. Um, an employee because I had a, a study visa, so I just couldn't work. So what I did was I I fought I fought all my negative uh, mindset parts in my body. I fought all the resistance I had. I pulled my pants up. I grabbed my bow, my violin, and a couple scores, and I walked down. To the SkyTrain, I went to Vancouver City Center, and I just put it, placed my case, and I started to play violin against all my comfort zone, against all my my negative negative beliefs. Here in Mexico, it's seen as a really bad thing, but in Vancouver, it's like you just do art and you just do art. That's why I did it too, but it was hard for me. So I go on and do this, and the results were amazing. Uh, after 13 days of playing three hours a day, I not only got money to 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 buy the the um, and to accomplish my dream of of inviting Cecilia onto the helicopter ride, but I also got money for for more stuff and to live a proper life uh, at least for the next two months in, in next month in Vancouver before I left back to Mexico City. 
and yeah I will upload that video of the of the helicopter ride later on it's on my previous personal YouTube channel but I, I will upload it to Oswapreneur YouTube channel so you so you can see it too and it was an amazing moment and as I told you like uh, it all made sense it all made sense that I didn't have emo- enough money uh, like if I put myself in in the place of having all the money in the world and that I, that I could just call my dad and ask him for money so that I could do this I don't think I don't think it would have benefited me in any way and now I know that gave me strength that gave me maturity that gave me so many valuable things and amazing things that only life can teach you like having to truly fight for what you want like normal normally a person would say no well that that sounds like a really cool idea but there's just no way there's no money so uh, yeah they, they would just sight and do nothing but I came out of my comfort zone and I did something. <laughs> okay, now going back to Mexico, August uh, 2017, uh, I felt lost. If you have ever gone abroad onto an exchange, you will feel totally related to this. I felt, I felt lost, I didn't want to be here. Uh, well, things in my house obviously had changed since my, since my dad was already not living with us anymore. and. I felt completely lost. I didn't want to be in the high school I was. I just didn't like it here. And what I learned afterwards was that my, my girlfriend, she lives, in Mexico, she lives in Mexico City. I live like one hour away from her uh, driving car. Uh, but I didn't have a car at that moment. So if I wanted to go see her, I had to take a couple buses, um, about a two-hour uh, two trip. Uh, two and two hour trips to go back so yeah it was tough and my parents wouldn't give me any money obviously because they, they didn't have money how would I want them to give me money to go travel and see my girl so I had to work for it and in high school I noticed that there was some people selling chips selling uh, uh, candy and I was like how can I do this something like this getting more profit and how can I start to start to move away from from all the all the the red ocean in my school and that's the moment that I thought well I will sell Krispy Kreme donuts no one is doing this everybody loves them and I will get a sweet profit margin so <laughs> I have the, I have a secret in which I have a a, a a trick with Krispy Kreme that if, if you go and see the tickets they give you a discount if you answer a survey and I, I started selling donuts. I sold at least uh, three dozen, dozen donuts a day in my school. I, I profited about 300%. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, it was really funny because I, I earned at least, at least $10,000, $8,000, $10,000 in one single year. And what I also learned from that was to be... I didn't have resources, but I became a resource. I became a resourceful person, and that's the difference between between normal and, and greatness. Like you do not have to be, you do not have to have money. You do not need to have all the resources in the world. The only thing you need is to be resourceful and to to find your way out of anything. And so that's what I did. So yeah, I was resourceful, and. Also, it, it was awesome because uh, when summer came in, I had to keep working because I had to keep seeing my girlfriend. 
And I, I thought, what skills do I have that can be sold and that can help me because I cannot sell donuts right now because we are in summer, there's no school. And I started to give uh, courses of social media marketing to, to moms, to my, to my mother's friends and to, to moms, like literally to mothers. So as, I don't know if you're more, if you relate to this, but my mother just doesn't know how to even open Facebook. So, and they had, some of them have businesses and they don't know how to leverage social media for their business. So that's what I did. I helped them and I taught them how to leverage social media and how to, how to begin a, a social media profile and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I started getting some profit from them. And then I started seeing that I really liked that, that I really liked the, the, the possibility of not only selling, but also of, of, of automizing processes through social media. And that's what, what I do now. Um, on the meanwhile, since this podcast has already been a little bit uh, longer than I expected, uh, so that to make the story shorter, I entered in a couple uh, network, mar- network marketing businesses, uh, well, it was amazing. I, I started out because I wanted to 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 get money to buy my first car. I wanted money. I wa- I wanted to buy my first car the day of my birthday of my 18th birthday. Um, things things came by potholes in the road and everything, and I just I wasn't able to buy that car in that year. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't able to buy that car all 2018. Uh, but I kept working, I kept selling, I kept going door-to-door selling uh, water purifiers and wellness pro- products. Uh, then on July, I started to get uh, also better because since I arrived, uh, because I, I didn't tell you about my legs, I started getting better and today, thanks to God, I am a normal person. I still work, I, I got back to work out, I can still play soccer and all of these things to a company which, which I have partnered with, which is called Immunotech. Uh, which has a product called Immunocol uh, that that just helped my immune system, and I also also got uh, a hypnosis therapy. And at the end of the day, I'm I'm much better today. If you were wondering, I am a normal person. I can walk. I don't need to have any treatment or anything of the sort. So yeah, that happened, and and then i kept i kept working i kept working until it was about um, about october 2018 that i decided that i wanted to do something greater that i wanted to have my own company and do something for myself have my own clients have my own products and my own services and that's when trm digital uh, burns uh so is it, is born uh, TRM Digital stands for the rise of the media digital, and what I wanted to start was doing social media advertising. I was I had already some clients for the consulting jobs, for the courses and etc. But what I wanted to 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 do social media marketing and to do sales funnels and processes and etc. 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 I started getting a couple momentum, and it was until November last year that I started to decide that I decided that it was time for me to start investing in myself, and in that moment. I, I bought Iman Gadji's six-figure SMMA course, uh, course, and I completely loved it. It was the first really big investment that I did in myself. Uh, one week went by, and I, I, I got about nine meetings the first week. I closed my first couple clients in that week. Uh, I started to gain momentum, and right now it's what I breathe. It's what I preach, it's what I, what I talk about, what I do, what I'm passionate about. All my, all my world um, 
turns around marketing and around sales and are around my my heroes and my mentors too and the and the masterminds that i'm part of and yeah that's my passion now so marketing sales i've been i actually have more than seven years experience because i had an, an online shop with my dad for goalkeeper uh, equipment equipment and soccer equipment but nevertheless like i started to to do that on a more serious uh, way i opened my now now i'm starting to hire people this is a company that we have managed over i don't know hundred thousand dollars in ad spend which is like the social proof of the experience that we get with clients we get crazy results for clients we get uh, 10x results for our clients what well they lower at half their time and yes i am passionate about it i will talk to you more about marketing about tips about selling online uh, tips i consider myself an expert i have uh, <laughs> i absolutely love it since the moment i wake up every day at 4 a.m to the moment i sleep at 10 it's all i do it's all i breathe it's, it's my world I will be teaching you more about this and you will be seeing more about this on the next podcasts and on my social media and look out for my stories, etc., etc., etc. Now TRM Digital, it's uh, really, well, it's, it's getting bigger. It's a really big, uh, it's getting bigger. Uh, I'm still the, the chief strategist officer, as I call myself. Uh, I do selling, I do, I do the funnels, I do the advertising and everything. I'm starting to hire more people into the team. Uh, it's awesome. And if you have any questions about that, you can also comment down in the sections about online sales, about anything. And I'll be really glad to answer uh, every, every single one of you. Uh, well, yeah, that's where we are today. And I have been dying for months to, to record this podcast. And today I am, I am finally doing so uh, with you. I promise I will be here every single day with you. Uh, it's it's going to be an amazing journey. Like everything that has happened, happened for a reason. I trusted the process. I trusted that it will all at the end of the day just work out the way it's supposed to. I trusted that with my resiliency, with my resourcefulness, with my mindset, with my perseverance, everything would work out as I planned to and that there's no dream that I cannot accomplish. And I know that and I still believe that and I will believe that for the rest of my life. So that's, yeah, that's part of my story. Obviously, it's not uh, everything. <laughs> I cannot tell you everything. It would take us, take us 24 hours to talk about it. If you have questions, if you like this, please comment down below. Uh, please, please leave a review. Um, tell me what you thought about this. Uh, about this, if you would like to have more, uh, more podcasts about my life, if you want to go deeper into a story, into a phase in my life. I will talk to you for sure more about my company and my about TRM, about my clients, about my my art, my craft, and well, yes, now I am passionate to helping and to get all that knowledge and all that wisdom and experience that I've acquired through these years. I want to let it out and help other young entrepreneurs like yourself. Yeah, I'm talking to you directly to you. I want to help you to become a better entrepreneur, to become more successful, more fulfilled in life, and more happy, I'm free. I want you to be free. Remember that I will always want you to be free. That is my purpose, to free people and to become entrepreneurs and to help the world with this. Uh, so uh, I think there's nothing left for me to say. Please go follow me on all social media. It's at Oswapreneur. Remember, at Oswapreneur. I will leave that uh, down here in the in the comment section. If you're in YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, uh, or in the description if you're in podcasts. Um, and well... Thanks for hanging. Th thanks for uh, staying with me all this ride. 
Um, thanks for listening to me. I hope this related to you in any in, 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 in any way. I hope that this will help you become a better person and that you will apply some of this knowledge and especially this resource, resourcefulness and this trusting in advance for what's going to happen or is happening right now to you. Uh, please comment down below. How will you take massive action today, right now, in this moment to be more resourceful and to, be, to start trusting your process? Uh, please let me know. Follow Please leave a review so that this message can get uh, higher on the ratings and can uh, can get to more people who need this message. Share it with your friends, share it with your family, with your um, with your associates. Uh, yeah, it was a great time. I love talking about this. Uh, please let me know what you think about the podcast. If you have any entrepreneurial or business related questions, comment down below. Or if you just want to say hi, comment down below. I will make sure to read each and every one of your comments and engage with you too on, on every social platform. So that's it for me. Comment, review, share, uh, thumbs up. And yeah, uh, keep, keep, uh, keep, keep uh, tuned for next podcast. It will be a really amazing topic. I cannot wait to share it with you guys. I would like to stay in the car and talk with you all day long. <laughs> But there's a business that needs to, that needs to happen today. And I will let you know in the next podcast. It's going to be an amazing topic. Please wait for it, share it, and stay tuned and subscribe so that you can be the first ones to get a hold of this. So it's been an awesome time talking to you. Talking to you. I hope you enjoy this podcast. Uh, remember to comment down below how will you be, how, how will you take massive action right now. And yeah, talk to you on the next podcast. This is Oswaldo. Have an awesome day.